because I'm back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, man, how you doing? You good? I know you like that. I know you like that. What's going on, Dominators? Welcome back to another episode. And let me just say this right off the bat. This episode is going to be different. It's going to be massive value for you. It's going to be raw, unedited, unfiltered, and unapologetic because I'm about to share with you what's been going on with me for the last year now. And there's a reason I titled this episode the comeback episode because if you look at the episodes since the podcast launched last fall 2018, you'll notice there was a huge gap in the episodes. Episode 5 was uh, last fall, and then this episode is now almost a year later, and there's a reason for that. There's a reason why I went dark and took a five-month hiatus from social media, didn't post anything, wasn't doing anything, why my my business almost failed. I'm going to get into all this for you because this is the stuff that no one wants to talk about. This is the reality, the real nitty-gritty shitty of building a business and being an entrepreneur that everyone hides. They want to show the highlights. They want to show their biggest moments, their best moments, but they don't show you the wounds. They don't show you the hurts. They don't show you where they almost gave up and lost everything and gave into a losing, loser mindset. I'm going to share all of that with you because you need to hear it. Business is great now. My brand is growing now, but for almost, for almost a year, everything was almost falling apart. And let me be real. I debated as to whether or not to share all of this. I shared some of it when I came back on social media, but bottom line is I want to come just raw and real with you because this is the reality of being an entrepreneur. These are the things you go through. If you haven't already, you will. If you currently are, then this is going to encourage you. I'm going to share with you the things that I had to go through, uh, suffer through, and overcome ultimately, uh, betrayal, uh, depression. Uh, suicidal thoughts, uh, issues and how it affected my marriage, uh, almost losing my business and and just feeling completely lost, angry, frustrated, depressed. I'm going to share all of that with you because if I'm not being real, then I'm not being of value to you. So here we go. Let's jump in and uh, I don't. Hopefully, I won't regret th- regret this. I don't think I will. If it helps you, then I know it was worth it. Let's go. Welcome to another epic episode of the Brand Domination Show with your host, entrepreneur, social media influencer, and magnetic brand expert, AJ Adams. Every week, we bring you strategies from top entrepreneurs and influencers to help you stop competing and start dominating in your life and business. Now, crank up the volume and prepare to dominate. All right, so where do I even start? Uh, first off, let me just say this. Uh, this is not a scripted episode. Uh, there's, I don't have an agenda other than to give you value and share uh, my story uh, of what's happened in the last year. Uh, at the time of recording this episode, it's been about a year uh, since uh, all this went down. And a lot of horrible things, a lot of bad things, a lot of phenomenal things. Uh, I'm going to share with you. Uh, you know what you need to do to get through those hard seasons and that you will face if you haven't faced them yet uh, get ready for it it's, it's going to happen it's just inevitable growth causes pain progress causes pain uh, and that pain is preparation 
That pain is what you will later profit from if you commit to the process of making progress through it. Here's, here's what I've learned and what you're going to learn through this episode. And I say this often if you follow me on uh, online and social media, any of my content, everyone wants the profit. Most people are willing to uh, focus on, are willing to make progress, but very few people are willing to commit to the process. Process, progress, profit. That's the order. And that's the simple formula of, uh, not even a formula, that's just really the order of success. That's how success happens. That's what it looks like. Uh, and most people don't want to commit to that. And I, as I continue to persevere and push through the obstacles of being an entrepreneur, I continue to learn this even deeper. And I'm 10 times the entrepreneur now than I was before all of these things went down in the last year. And that's because adversity makes you stronger if you commit to the process of progressing through it because you know you'll profit in the end. Process, progress, profit. So let me just go back. Let me go back to within the context of the Brand Domination Show. So when I launched the Brand Domination Show, um, this was last around last summer, last fall. In fact, uh, if I look back at the episodes, the first episode of the Brand Domination Show uh, was a solo episode with myself. That was on October 14th. That's when the episode went live. Uh, that same week, I had an episode uh, with Brad Lee, uh, and I released five episodes at the same time. Well, I recorded two or three more episodes after that, but I didn't. The last those that was on October fourteenth, twenty eighteen. It's now uh, September fourth, twenty nineteen. It's been eleven months since I released those first episodes. And they went great, phenomenal. Uh, I got to travel out to Vegas and interview Brad Lee. Uh, I had an episode with Caleb Maddox. Uh, it, it was awesome. And then it just dropped off. I recorded two more episodes. One of them didn't turn out because uh, my Wi-Fi connection was bad. The other one turned out, but I just never edited it. And here, here's what happened with the episode uh, where the Wi-Fi uh, or the connection was bad. It was because I was at my mom's house. And she doesn't have, uh, I was at my parents' house, they don't have as high a Wi-Fi speed because they don't really need it, but I do. And the reason I was recording the episode at my parents' house is because my power was off. It had been off for 10 days. No power. And it was, uh, it was the lowest moment I've had in a long time. Uh, and if I'm being honest, uh, there were a couple nights during that time that I just broke down in tears. And here's why. Let me get real with you. I'm not going to come and try to make you believe that I'm super successful. I'm successful now. Things are going well now. Things are growing. And it's great, you know, albeit stressful, but, you know, stress comes with progress and growth. I, was, I wasn't feeling like that at that time. I was staying at my parents' house, and here's what was happening. And then I'll explain this, and then I'll go back and explain how it, what led up to this situation. My kids would stay the night at my parents' house, my three kids, my two daughters and my son, uh, and because they needed power and running water to get ready for school in the morning. So my wife and I would go there in the afternoon after she, after she came home uh, from work. She's working a day job. We would go there to the house, hang out, have dinner, then say goodnight to the kids, hugs and kisses. Then me and my wife would go back to uh, our house because I just... I felt like such a failure that I just wanted to sleep in my own home, even though there was no power. And this was in October, middle of October, so it's it's pretty cold out here in Arizona. Uh, despite what you may think, it was cold. It was like 60 degrees in the house. 
And my wife and I are huddled together in the dark with candles and flashlights and our cell phones. And I was just depressed. And I remember walking to the car one of those nights and my wife looked at me. She already knew I was down. And I'm, I'm optimistic to a fault. So my wife looked at me and she said, look, I know something's wrong because I've seen you down, but I've never seen you down like this. And we've gone through poverty, uh, selling our car to pay rent, uh, me working as a janitor. I mean, that's my whole story before uh, at the early days of entrepreneurship. But this was even lower. And she said, what, what, what is it? I already know you're down, but you look even more down now than you did yesterday. And I told her, how much of a failure am I as a father and to you as a husband if my kids have to stay sleep somewhere else and they're not in the same house as me? And I just, it, that was a low moment. So let me explain what led up to that. So f- rewind back to around June, summer 2018. Things are going well in business. Uh, things had been going well for their, since uh, around November in 2017. We had some new business partners who were throwing us leads uh, with celebrities and some really big clients. Uh, one of the clients was a $100 million lifestyle brand. We were managing social media. We rebuilt the website. We redid the brand. Uh, it was, I mean, it was, we were on a high. Traveled to New York. We're in uh, conference rooms, closing deals. Come back to Phoenix, Arizona, where I'm based, and I've got an employee. And I used to refer to him as my business partner, but in truth, he was an employee, a uh, contractor, really, who I was paying a regular monthly salary. And uh, the deal was, we would vet him for a year. We meet, being myself and my wife, who owned uh, own our agency, D6 Media. We would vet him for a year, and after he proved himself for a year in his skill set, in his capability, then he would become a full partner. He would own thirty uh, percent of the business, uh, somewhere around like thirty percent or maybe fifteen percent. I forget what it was. He would take equity ownership of the business. And he would be officially given the title and role of chief creative officer. Now, this was a guy who I had poured into. When I met him, uh, he heard me speak at a conference in San Diego uh, where I spoke, I keynoted with Les Brown. We met afterwards. The host of the conference introduced us and said, hey, you guys are in the same city, like miles from each other. You guys should connect. So we did. He told me a story. At the time, this guy was a freelance graphic designer. He was designing websites for $300. He was doing logos for 50 bucks. I mean, real just loser rates. Typical freelancer. Now, if you're charging those rates, uh, I don't mean to offend you, but if it offends you, good, because you heard what I said. Those are loser rates. You're better than that. And I I taught him how to build a brand. I took him in a matter of months when he started working with me. I took him from building $300 $300 to $500 websites to building $5,000 websites. Same amount of work, sometimes less, making 10 times the money. I showed him how to build his brand. I showed him how to create his content. His brand blew up. I, I invested money into growing his brand, running ad campaigns for him because I was invested in, in, in him and growing. I, I introduced him to relationships. I paid through the company, paid for him to go to conferences, uh, to network with, uh, rub shoulders with millionaires and CEOs of eight and nine figure companies. And everything was going good. And my wife, in her wisdom, she kept telling me, you need, to, you need to fire him. You need to cut him. There were times when he would slack off. There were times when he would not meet deadlines. But I said, no, I'm going to commit because I know that to build a great business, you've got to build people. So I committed that I was going to invest and build him 
and there was progress and then there were low. There was progress and then there, there was highs and lows. There was uh, effort, there was commitment, and then there was slacking off. And it affected projects, it affected clients. Uh, business partners were getting pissed off that things weren't happening on time. And I was taking the blow for it, but I was like, no, I gotta commit. I feel like I should commit to investing in him. I still feel like I did the right thing just out of my own integrity. And when I commit to people, I commit. If I'm gonna invest in you, I'm going to invest. If I'm not, I'm not. But in this case, I was. And come September, so about a year ago now, uh, and I still have the email still in my inbox somewhere. Uh, didn't save it, it's just I just haven't deleted it because I think it's, it's a good reminder. I'm in Vegas. I'm actually, I, had, I was driving out to Vegas. I get to Vegas. I'm about half an hour from uh, Brad Lee's office. Brad Lee uh, hosts the Dropping Bombs podcast, uh, connected with Grant Cardone. He spoke at the uh, second 10X Growth Con. I reached out to Brad through a mutual friend, and we scheduled for him, me to, him to be on my podcast. So I went to his studio, but on my way there, I get an email from uh, my soon-to-be business partner. And he, it's a very professionally written email, which was odd because we, he claimed that I was his best friend. I mean, this guy came to my house crying in tears because uh, he broke up with his girlfriend or going through drama with family. And I was there. My wife was there supporting him. I mean, we had built a more than a business relationship, had built a friendship. And he, he even said to me once, dude, you're my best friend you know, here in Arizona. I appreciate you, blah, 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 blah. Well, then comes this email out of nowhere. And the email, he says, very professionally, uh, take this as my resignation. The partnership doesn't be, seem to be working out. We obviously have different visions for the company's going, blah, 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 blah. I mean, in any other circumstance, it's a very well-written letter. So I was like, okay, you're quitting cold turkey. Uh, thanks for the heads up, but whatever. Okay, do what you're going to do. I wasn't even upset. In fact, I immediately called him, immediately called him. He didn't pick up the phone. And I'll explain where that went. Didn't pick up the phone. I left a message and said, hey, man, look, uh, this email's kind of out of nowhere. But, hey, if you're going to leave, uh, it's all good. You know, I wish you well. Um, and I said exactly this. Let's not break up over the phone, over email. Give me a call because I want to support you as you transition out and support you in whatever you're going to next. I was actually committed to still investing in him as a person and as an entrepreneur and as a mentor even if he was leaving. And I made that commitment that anyone who comes and works for me, works with me, I invest in. And my and D6 Media, uh, AJ Adams becomes a platform for them to go and do greater things. And I've, I've done that. My I had a videographer who was working for me, and he went from working for me to working for Gary Vee to working for uh, the one of the main videographers for Ryan Searhan, who's on the Bravo Network, uh, Million Dollar Listings or some, some one of those uh, big real estate shows. And I still keep in touch with him. But I wanted him to use me as a launch pad. Take the lessons learned and go use it. He never called me back. In fact, from that point on, I have never had contact with him outside of a, an email where he said, hey, I'll get, the, I'll get the company laptop back to you after I finish the projects for clients which he was holding hostage. I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, and I never got that laptop back. That was the only communication. Cut me off, blocked me on social media, blocked my wife, blocked my daughter, blocked friends of mine uh, who I had introduced him to, who had become mutual friends, and just cut off all communication. Here's what happened prior to that email. We were going through some hot, rough, a rough season financially. We weren't getting enough clients. We were in the process of building. And like any business, you're investing more. There's more input than output. 
and we were building, we were scaling, we were figuring some things out, our business model, improving our services, uh, our clients, our processes. At some point in your business, you have to establish SOPs, standard operating procedures. You've got to fine tune things. And I kept asking him, look, you gotta, you gotta, you need to document your process for when you're building a website, when you're creating a logo, when you're creating content. I need you to document it. No, man, I, I don't work that way. I don't do that. I don't have that. Okay, well, I need you to get it done. And there was friction. My wife was pissed off. She's an, she's the MBA to my GED. My wife is the MBA graduate. She's the one who uh, runs our operations. She knows pr- processes, systems. She's done it for big companies. That's her skill set. She's pissed off because she's telling me, look, he needs to do this, but it wasn't happening. And I told, I kept telling her, look, well, I'll get it done. You know, that's just, he's a creative. He doesn't work that way, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that way anymore. But at that time I did. And the processes never got created. They never got documented. We were in a struggle because of lack of problem, not blaming him. It was, it was just typical business things. The business was only about a, a year old at this time. And what it came down to was, we weren't making enough money. He was getting frustrated because he was getting paid every month, you know, a couple grand, and then we were putting the rest back into the business. And he sends me a message one day in our group's uh, Skype chat with me, him, and my wife, all business partners, and says, hey, where are the financials at? Hey, I want to see the financials. And I'm like, I, I, I messaged him back. Cool. I'll send you the monthly P&L, the profit and loss statement. I'll send you, you know, our report on what we're doing, how we're doing financially. And he says, no, that's not what I want. Treat it like an audit, like I'm auditing the company. And my response is, what do you mean you're auditing the company? Basically, what he wanted was to see the bank accounts, which I'm not going give to him, give him access to because he's not a partner. You don't give your employees access to your bank account. I showed him, I was giving him access to things he didn't even need to see as an employee, profit and loss statements, financial reports, and he wanted to see the bank account because my suspicion from various conversations with him, he thought that I was hoarding money. <laughs> he thought I was hoarding money. Look, man, I'm not going to the food bank because we're killing it because I'm hoarding money. And I told him, I can show you the financials. It's in the profit and loss statement. And I said, I'm not giving you access. I'm not giving you usernames and passwords to log into the business bank account. You can see what I see, which is the profit and loss statement. That's all you need. He didn't like that. Next day, I got the email. He left the business with no, no, with no notice, just an email, and he was gone. We still had three client projects in, uh, in process. He cut off communication with me, which mean, meant I couldn't communicate with him as to where the projects were at. I had to go to clients, which was embarrassing. It cost me about $10,000 in lost business. He stole a laptop. And it, guys, you listen to me right now. I'm venting. I'm telling you what was going on. Stole a laptop. I had to call the police and drive over to his house for the police to get the laptop back. And then he tells the police, remember I mentioned I was paying him every month. He tells the police, no, this laptop was payment for work that I did. And I showed the officer bank statements showing I was paying him every single month. But officer said, well, this is not a criminal case. It's your word against his, nothing I can do. I could have sued him, but I chose to take the uh, proverbial route of turning the other cheek, and I didn't because it just wasn't worth it in the end. So here's the bottom line. That cut me because I had just been someone I invested in, someone who I had poured into, and you grow to love the people you work with, and for them to just flip the switch on you and betray you like that hurts, and it cuts deep. That sent our business into a spiral where we almost lost the entire business. We had other business partners that 
uh, didn't offer us any financial support, whatever, even though they were uh, supposed to own uh, half of our business, no financial support whatsoever, cut us off, employee cut us off, no communication, scrambling to figure things out because we're a branding agency. At the time, we were just doing branding. We're doing no digital marketing. I don't build websites. I had to figure things out. I had to go out to clients and tell them, look, my employee just bounced. There's nothing I can do. I lost money. I lost clients. It hurt my reputation. Now our business is in a spiral. And that led to a hard time financially. Couldn't pay my bills. Power got shut off. My wife is still completely and absolutely supportive. My kids still love me. But now I'm feeling like a complete failure. That led to 10 days with no power. Had to borrow money from family multiple times. And led to me just falling into a place of depression. And everything reached a negative peak when one day we had the power back on, we're still struggling financially. My wife is asking me, what are we going to do about this? There's these bills. She just wants answers. She's not nagging. She's not berating me. She's simply asking for answers that I should be able to provide as CEO of our company, as the man of the house, as the provider, as her partner. I can't provide those answers. And I got so frustrated. And here's the part that I've never shared online or anywhere else. I got so frustrated, so angry. And to give you some context, I have a martial arts background. I earned my black belt by getting basically jumped by 28 black belts. Like, I'm not talking, oh, give a little performance, and we, they hand me a black belt and pat me on the back. No. They put you in a ring, beat the shit out of you, and then you earn your black belt. That was how I earned my black belt, just to give it context. So I can hold my own. I know how to fight. I know how to throw a simple punch. But when you throw a punch out of anger into a shelf that's an inch thick, made of uh, this polycarbonate whatever it's ridiculously strong. I'm looking at it right now in my office, and I hate the freaking thing, but I kept it there as a reminder. When you throw a punch at that, a perfect punch with perfect form, it doesn't matter. I hit that shelf, punched it, fully expecting to punch through it, and I broke the two smaller bones in my hand. So now I'm broke. Now I'm depressed. I've been having suicidal thoughts. I've been wanting to quit. And God, I told you I'm going to be real with you. I'm wanting to quit, and now I'm staring down at my hand. I just punched the shelf. My wife says to me, what are you doing? Please don't do that. What, did you break your hand? And I looked at her, and I said, I said nothing. I just looked at her and nodded yes. And she said, what? No, you didn't. And I said, yes, I did. I just broke, and I, guys, I, I got to be real with you. I, at that moment, I was low, and I looked at her and said, yes, I did. I just broke my fucking hand. And I looked at it, and it's lopsided. I had to rush to the hospital. I ended up having to get surgery. I had to get four pins put in my hand. I ended up in a cast for, I think it was eight weeks. I had to go through months and months of rehabilitation. Uh, at this point, almost a year later, uh, I still cannot completely close my fist. I still have scar tissue. I still have to work out and do exercises to get the full range of motion in my hand. Uh, the strength of my hand and the, the range of motion is probably at 80% now, and I'm right-handed. It was a miserable time. I was on painkillers. I didn't worry about addiction. Most of the time, I didn't even take the painkillers. I figured, look, you did this. You were stupid. You deserve to suffer the pain. These are the thoughts going through my head. And, and I started out as a motivational speaker. So I know all about motivation. But I also know about what the real life and real business looks like. 
depression, betrayal, being abandoned by business partners, losing all my clients, and basically having to start over. I got into my head. I started speaking a narrative to myself that was completely negative. Now, I want you to stop for a second. Let's stop talking about me, and I want you to think about you. Where are you at right now? Have you done that? Is your business struggling? Yeah, you're posting on social media your wins and all these great things that are happening, but behind the scenes, what's going on? Are you actually winning? And I'm not saying you need to put all your business out there on social media, but what I am saying is, at least with yourself, yeah, post your wins on social media. Let people celebrate. You need that motivation. You need that affirmation and encouragement. But behind the scenes, who's in your corner? I saw my wife in a different way as my supporter, my queen, my warrior. I like to call her my Amazon queen. She doesn't like it because she thinks Amazon is just really thick women. But to me, Amazon is a freaking sexy woman, strong, you know, the, the uh, queen of Sparta type woman. Like she'll, she'll, she'll beat you down. She'll whoop your ass if I don't. That's what I saw in my wife. I saw my family come to support me, open up their doors. I saw people who I thought supported me turn their back and offer no support at all. It revealed to me who the real ones were, who really had my back, who really believed in me, who believed in me and my wife, who actually supported my family, who would love my kids and take care of them when I was struggling and almost losing everything. But those weren't the only moments. Then there was the moment when I woke up at five in the morning to hear beeping, beep, 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 outside. I go out to my driveway and there's a tow truck repossessing my car. Here's how low I was. I didn't even get mad. I looked at it. I looked at the tow truck driver. He looked at me and said, look, man, I'm sorry. I know this sucks. I know this is the last thing you want to see on a Monday morning. Look, if you need to get stuff out of the car, go ahead. He was actually a nice guy in reality. It's not like what you see on the TV shows. I didn't attack him. He didn't pull a gun on me. It wasn't that dramatic, people. But my car was getting repossessed because I couldn't make the payments. Let me ask you a question right now as you're listening. Are you starting now to think, wait, hold up. Is this guy really successful? And look, here's what I've come to learn. I don't care if you judge. I could give a damn if you judge. Because I'm here to live out my journey authentically and build success the right way. Not fake it till I make it, but be real. I'll share my actual wins. I won't share every low that I have because I have a support network who I can share that with. But at moments like this, I will share these dark parts of my story because I want it to help you. The Brand Domination Show, I created this podcast not just to be, not to be motivational. I could give two craps about motivation. I want to get you, I don't want to get you motivated. I want to get you to take action. So this episode is sharing with you the reality so that you know what you're going through is not just you. You're not alone in it. There are other people, myself included, who are going through the same thing, who have gone through similar things. So you've got to keep persevering and pushing through. So I had a business partner betray me. I had other business partners abandon me, just cut off. Oh, you're not making money? Oh, you're struggling? Eh, we're going to take a step back. I had my car repossessed. I had my power shut off. I had my water shut, my water shut off. I had uh, people prove that they weren't in support of me. I had other people step up. And guess what? That's when, it was around in November when I made the decision, I'm done. I'm giving up everything. But 
per the wisdom of my wife and the people who really did support me. And I want to shout out my best friends for the last almost 30 years since we were kids, uh, John Bourgeois, my good friend, uh, Quentin McCain, uh, Frank Kitchen. These are just a few of the people who had my back and supported me during that season. The ones who would message me and say, hey, man, how's it going? In fact, as I'm recording this podcast, I get a text message pop up on my phone from my boy Quentin saying, hey, man, how's it going? These are the people. Your toughest times will, it's like you go through the fire. I like to, this is how I, in, in a few words, in four words, this is how, or in six words, this is how I describe entrepreneurship. Crawl through shit, walk through fire. And when you do that, there are people who, won't, who don't want to crawl through it with you. They'll step away. There are people who can't handle the fire. They'll burn away. And what's left is the real you and the real people who believe in you and support you. Those are the ones you stick with. So I've learned to be thankful for the hardest seasons. I've learned to be thankful for every failure, every struggle, every betrayal, uh, the depression, the suicidal thoughts. Because every time I was driving down the road thinking to myself, you know what? I could just drive this damn car off the road. I'll go drive it off this cliff. It was those people and the people that I was serving that made me recommit to keep pushing through. Don't compete, dominate. All the pain is preparation. I committed to the process. This is just part of the process, and I will progress through this. This will make me better, and I'll profit on the back end. Fast forward to March of this year, 2019, when I came back on social media. I actually have a video. You can go check it on my Facebook page. I came back on social media. And at that point, I had gone from no clients, no income to new business partners, strategic partners, owning 100% of my company, me owning 100%, me and my wife, uh, strategic business partners who were now feeding me clients who reached out to me and said, AJ, uh, we were clients of yours. Now we want to bring you on because we're, we're launching this new company. We want to bring you in as the director of branding, uh, wanted to D6 to handle all of the branding and design and uh, digital marketing. So now my company has expanded into a whole new industry. We've taken on new clients, bigger clients, better clients. Uh, I've spent the last, uh, this entire year, just about every month uh, from January through like May, traveling to a different uh, trade show uh, to meet clients every single month, uh, building the business. And now we're launching brands, not just uh, building, doing design and brand strategy. We're actually launching brands online. We're doing digital marketing. the business has doubled in our income, and we're on track to finish out this year doing three, four times what we did last year. Uh, and that's not including some of the even bigger opportunities uh, with equity plays, with owning a portion of our, our clients' businesses because of how we've served them. This is the comeback episode because when I hit rock bottom, it forced me to reevaluate myself where I was weak, where I failed, where I was struggling, where I needed to get better, and I'm still doing it every single day. I still have days where I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I freaking hate this business. But then I remember, this is just part of the process. No one promised that it would be easy. No one promised that every day would be fun. No one promised that every month would be uh, huge profits. All they promised was that this is going to be the hardest freaking thing you do, but if you push through, you'll get there. You'll get to the profit. Because on average, it takes two to three years to get a business profitable. So we're right in that season. D6 Media at this point is going uh, on uh, three years old. And we're doing phenomenally well for where we're at. Not where I want to be yet, but we're in a great place. and We've got a great foundation and we're still taking things to another level. I've got better business partners. I've got a stronger support network. I'm doing now every single week. 
I'm on a, a Wednesday uh, morning or afternoon call with uh, one of my with my best friend who's holding me accountable, challenging me, pushing me, checking me. So what I've, what have I learned about overcoming betrayal, conquering depression, uh, coming back even stronger and getting back in the game? One, you're gonna get hurt. Be prepared for it. And the way you prepare for it is have a strong network of people who believe and support in you, believe in you and support you. Understand that this is not easy. Understand that every pain, every struggle is going to make you better. Andy Frisella, I have incredible respect for his story. Andy Frisella posted, and he said this on the podcast, he's posted it in social media before, and he just posted it again the other day, uh, that in the first years of his business, like the first couple of years, he made zero money. Uh, the next like five or seven years, he made $645 a month. And then it was like year 10, everything just blew up. And I, that kept going through my mind during this whole season. And I would even tell my wife at times, look at his story, look at his story. We're on track. Our life looks just like the most successful entrepreneurs. The struggle, the, the downfalls, the betrayals, the rock bottom, the, the, the being broke. But we're doing what they did and going through what they went through. We must be on the right track. And it continues to improve and continues to profit and continues to grow and show hope at the end of the tunnel or light at the end of the tunnel. So if Andy Frisella can push through and not be profitable, not actually make any money for 10 years, and I'm in year three and we're already making more than $645 a month, we must be on a good track. So let me wrap up the, this comeback episode by saying this. The, the Brand Domination Show I'm going to bring you the top entrepreneurs. I'm going to bring you the top influencers. But when I do, we're going to give it to you real, going to give it to you raw. And I'm going to continue to do this, these solo episodes every single week. So every single week, you'll get an episode with a top influencer uh, or entrepreneur. And you'll get another episode, just me breaking down the nitty gritty and the shitty of being an entrepreneur. So if you're prepared to get the real stuff, if you don't want just the fluff, make sure you continue to listen because if you're an underdog out there, I've been an underdog, I am the underdog, I'm the kid who dropped out of high school after freshman year, being homeschooled, so I really didn't even finish freshman year, I got a GED, I, I started a business as an entrepreneur, became a highly paid speaker, authored a book, even though I had only read a handful of books, educated myself, improved my vocabulary, so that I could step in the room and gain the respect of millionaires and entrepreneurs, close deals, land business partners, celebrities, $100 million brands. If I can do it, then you have no excuse. And there's and if you think you have an excuse, well, aging my story is so much harder than yours. I guarantee I can show you someone whose story is 10 times harder than yours. Stop making excuses. Get up, get out, get yours. Don't compete, dominate, because your excuses get you nothing. Commit to the process. Focus on just making progress no matter where you're at, and you will profit in the end. I'm AJ Adams. This is the Brand Domination Show. And if you're going to dominate, you've got to keep it real, and you've got to fight harder than everyone else. I'm a martial artist by my, my background, and like I said, I earned my black belt by stepping in what's called the bull ring, surrounded by 28 black belts. And let me tell you what the purpose of that was. I fought all of them. First, it was one person. Then it was two people. And these people are these black belts are ranked first degree through eighth degree and then the ninth and tenth degree the grandmasters those are my instructors and they're not they're just observing i was fighting for five or seven minutes it felt like forever first it was one person then two then three then five then everybody and the whole point was to just keep fighting it wasn't about winning the fight it was 
the last of last segment of a three-hour test where now I had to prove that in addition to knowing all of the Korean terminology for Taekwondo, Korean terminology, in addition to being able to perform and execute every single, you know, the hundreds of techniques I'd learned in uh, three or four years, in addition to all of that, I had to have the heart because in a street fight, I may be losing, the odds may be stacked against me, it may be me against five, but what makes me a black belt is the ability to keep fighting until I'm dead. That's what that test was. Entrepreneurship is not a roller coaster ride. It's not a day in the park. It's not uh, Instagram photos and all this nonsense. Instagram, or excuse me, entrepreneurship is a street fight. So if you're not ready to fight, go get a job. But if you are ready to fight, if you're ready to dominate and not compete, grit your teeth, throw some dirt in the wounds, throw up if you have to, and keep fighting. Make sure you check out the next episode of the Brand Domination Show where I interview the underdog himself, Mr. Zachary Babcock, founder of the Underdog Empowerment Movement, host of the Underdog Empowerment Podcast, top 200 rated podcast. Make sure you check it out where we dig even deeper into how he went from prison, prison, five years, being a complete failure, uh, addict, criminal, to being an incredible guy, uh, father, entrepreneur, podcast host, impacting uh, thousands and millions of people, make sure you check it out and make sure you commit to the process. I'll be here every single week on the Brand Domination Show bringing you value, showing you how to get it done from the people who've done it, who are doing what they sell and selling what they've done. I appreciate you. I love you guys. Make sure you go. Make sure you're subscribed if you're listening for the first time because this is a podcast like no other where we keep it real and we give you what you need to dominate. I'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.